Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for all your fantasy basketball needs. They got a ton of tools out there. Uh, There's going to be a lot of drafts coming up this weekend, right before the season starts. So go out there, plan your draft, uh, import your Yahoo League after you draft, and then use the trade analyzer, the scheduler, and those projections from Mark Roberts to uh, basically win your league along with this very podcast that is hosted over at hashtag basketball.com. Go check them out. I'm your host, Mike Katrin. And joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Less than a week, and we will have some real basketball that actually counted. Less than a week. We are almost there, everybody. We're going to try to get out as many podcasts as we can to prep you for your draft between now and then. Uh, But I do want to give a really quick tip. If you are drafting in a Chinese league only fantasy basketball draft jimmer for debt should probably like be number one or number two i don't know man did you see justin hamilton lighten up the mavs a couple weeks back listen hamilton's really really good but i just think uh i know jimmer might kill your your percentages but that guy that guy is gonna lead the league in scoring I, i'm gonna vote i'm gonna pick starberry with my last pick just to uh nostalgia yeah, you know, respect respect to starberry and his long career in china uh, respect to all those guys, you know, uh, keeping the the dream alive uh, out in the Chinese league and, and just tearing it up and just being, you know, some of the best uh, players ever to play in China. Especially Starberry, he's got his own shoe there. That's pretty cool. He's done a lot for the he's done a lot for that that league. Well, and like even when he was like tying it down here, as like a nearly forty year old man, he was looking amazing in the Chinese league. Yeah, he certainly was. Uh, so hit us up on Twitter if you guys are playing in the Chinese Fantasy Basketball League only. I'm at Watch the Boxes. Tyler is at Tyler P. Watts. Or if you'd like to play in a weirder league, like a three-category league, go check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Subscribe, and you can be entered into uh, the, at the last possible second be entered into one of our listening leagues, including a three-category league that uh, we're going to be playing with some other fantasy basketball experts out there. So go check that out, patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Tyler, are you ready? I think this is going to be our last Who Do I Draft segment. Whom do I draft with whom, Michael? Let's do it. Due to popular demand, uh, the people have spoken on the internet. Hundreds of people have spoken on the internet, and they have demanded that we do – a LeBron James, who do I draft? Now, if you're just catching this uh, episode for the first time, our who do I draft segment is basically we go through each one of the top players in the first round, and we will do a 12-team head-to-head snake draft for that player, building a team around them, uh, trying to figure out what is the best build in a a head-to-head matchup for uh, what, what kind of draft should you be aiming for? And our, our philosophy is, uh, you know, rarely do we hard punt, but this, you know, this episode could be the exception we're going to see. Uh, and we're going to use Yahoo's ADPs to dictate who we can draft. So uh, every draft is going to be different, but hopefully this gets you an idea 
of, of really good guys to target in the later rounds and what guys to build your draft around based on where you are picking. So Tyler, we, we are going to play who do I draft with LeBron James, who is not one of our favorite guys here at the top, but a lot of people like LeBron James and uh, he's going to pick number five ADP in Yahoo, but I'm going to take him at pick number seven. Seems fair. Uh, I might pick Jokic over him in, 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 if I was picking, but I think for the sake of the the people out there, we're going to pick him at pick number seven. And I'll say this maybe more than some of these other players even. LeBron in certain leagues, like people are just like, oh, he's the best player in the NBA. He goes at number one. And then there are other people who the LeBron hate gets out and he goes at 11 or 12. Like, LeBron is one of the more divisive first-round picks in the sense that in your league he could really kind of go anywhere. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a notorious LeBron hater, but I'm still going to pick him in that eight or nine spot. Like, he's still a really, really great fantasy player. I don't know about that Lakers team. They're just – those old veterans are not very good defensively. Uh, the young guys are not probably not ready offensively. So how that is that rotation going to work? Is LeBron just going to carry that team all year? Is he going to get tired of carrying that team to like 47 wins? You know, are they going to barely slip into the playoffs? I mean, I, I even as a LeBron hater, I'm not going to bet against LeBron not making the playoffs, but you know, well, and it could go either way, right? The big Spurs injury, I mean, that just happened, I think helped them kind of solidify themselves in that playoff position, I think. I mean, it's LeBron. When has LeBron ever missed the playoffs, right? Maybe his rookie season, that was it. Um, that was it. That was in the East, though. He's He's got a gauntlet out here in the West. The West has only got really two only two bad teams. Everybody else is pretty good. Yeah, and I mean, there's going to be some big shakeups, like always, um, that we're not going to really expect, right? Some big trades that'll happen during the season. Obviously, Jimmy Butler situation will get some sort of resolution. I can't imagine the Wolves hold on to Jimmy Butler all year, especially after he said that he's not re-signing, right? Even if they keep him early on, I think at some point he probably gets dealt away. Um, I think Portland's maybe getting a little too much hate. I mean, after being the third seed last year, got to figure Mo Harkless is going to be healthier this year than he was last year. Yeah, that Western Conference is crazy. And, I mean – I, I'm not betting against the Lakers either. We've talked about Denver not being as deep as some people think. Like they, people want to gush over their starting five, but after that, they don't have a lot. So I'm not banking on them to be like this unbeatable playoff team. The Wolves might blow it up, and Thibodeau might get fired right middle of the season. So that could be something to watch. Um, there's just a lot of good teams out there, and a lot of difficult things to predict in that Western Conference. And I think that kind of is going to dictate LeBron's season. If he's going to carry this team in the playoffs, he could have another, you know, last year was one of his best years in fantasy. He played all 82 games. I don't think he's going to play all 82 games this year. Um, I think that's a bit uh, ridiculous uh, to expect that to happen. But LeBron, I mean, a lot of, a lot of other people are saying LeBron's probably going to sit out two or three weeks. I think it might be fair to think he, he plays somewhere in that, 70 to 75 range or so but 
I don't, don't think he's going to take the season off. Like some people out there are saying, I think I've even me, I might've said that earlier this summer, but I don't think he's taking this season off. He's LeBron James. He doesn't take seasons off. Don't forget that that Cavs team maybe necessitated him playing the 82 games, right? Because without him last year, they were not winning. Well, neither is this Lakers team. So, right? And so that's my point is if, if he's really going to try to push them for the playoffs and he's LeBron James, he's going to try to push them for the playoffs. He really can't afford to sit out many games. So if he's got little injuries, he's going to play. And if he gets a big injury, well, he gets a big injury. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, it's, it, it could it could be the year for LeBron, but I'm, I'm not going to bank on that of him finally finally getting injured. He's LeBron James, you know. Uh, hate as I might, he's still one of the greatest players of all time. But we had to figure out who we are picking with LeBron James, who is not a good free throw shooter and does turn the ball over quite a bit all the way in the second round at pick 18. So this is not the uh, the best pick. If I could get LeBron later in the uh, 10, 11, 12, then I'm feeling really good because there's guys like Ben Simmons and uh, Russell Westbrook out there kind of in that same range where I think if you compare Le- LeBron with one of those two guys, like you got yourself, you're set. You got yourself really, really sitting nice. You got two triple-double guys. Uh, and you you got a few categories already that you might want to punt if you end up with Ben Simmons or um, uh, who was the other guy? Westbrook, of course, Russell Westbrook, who um, probably are both going to go before pick 18. So LeBron, I don't know. I don't know who we're going to uh, look at here. We got a lot of the uh, same old uh, looking dudes. I'm going to say we got Kimball Walker and Kyrie Irving available. Chris Paul, Jimmy Butler, Andre Drummond, uh, Rudy Gobert. And I'm kind of looking at those two centers because of the, the lack of free throws from LeBron. But uh, you could just go the other direction and try to build those free throws back up. But I, to me personally, I think uh, those free throws might be it might be a little late on them already. Yeah, especially at the volume that he shoots, right? You got one of the top probably 10 volumes in the game. And that 71% is pretty hard to come back from unless you have another guy like a super elite free throw guy shooting more than him, right? If you compare him and James Harden like in a uh, auction draft, right, then maybe you could recover your free throws just because Harden's shooting at such a good percentage on basically time and a half attempts. Yeah. Um, but that's not possible here. So, yes, you're looking probably at a punt free throw team. Um, so that makes life easier, right? So if we turn the free throws off, I mean, we get a whole new value set. Um, and that's Absolutely. Good. And you're, you're out there on hashtag basketball.com using Mark Roberts rankings, turning those free throws off, seeing what you got. And, and that really boosts all these guys like Andre Drummond, Ben Simmons, of course, Giannis LeBron ends up being the second best player, uh, basically in the league. Uh, but Drummond and Bede and Rudy Gobert they're are real tightly, tightly packed at 10, 11, and 12 in the rankings. And we got Gobert and Drummond available on our draft board. And so I'm kind of looking at both of those dudes if unless you want to go guard. No, I think you go Drummond here. 
you get those super elite rebounds. You get the great field goal percentage from Drummond. Um, Drummond's assists are not going to be as high as they were last year as long as Blake Griffin stays healthy. Um, Here's the other thing about Drummond that most people don't understand. He is an elite steal and block guy. So other than really assists and three-pointers, Drummond is really good in every category for the most part. And that's important. So I think that's the way I would go is, and then obviously I'm going to try to build those assists and threes maybe a little bit uh, later on. And then again, maybe not. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I think I definitely want to be last in assists, especially because we have LeBron and he's probably going to get you what, seven, eight, nine, depending on where he slots in on this Lakers team. Um, yeah, I think he's still going to be. Those assists are going to be pretty safe from LeBron. He's going to be pounding the ball like he always does. Uh, I am going to actually lobby, and I think you could go either way, but I'm actually going to lobby for Rudy Gobert here. And this is why. LeBron's already going to get you eight or nine rebounds. The uh, JaVale McGee is the only center on this team, so those rebounds could actually go up just a little bit on this team, uh, on this Lakers team. And while Drummond is the elite rebound guy at like you know 15 even 16 a game. Rudy Gobert gets you over could potentially could get you two block two blocks or more a game. And I think the difference between getting one and a half blocks versus over two blocks a game is just a little bit nicer than getting 16 rebounds when you're already getting almost nine to ten rebounds from LeBron James. I think that I'm picking hairs at this point. Like this isn't really. Uh, I don't think this is like a huge debate. You could you could say Drummond steals and the and that the four rebounds are more important. I think you could say that the uh, blocks and the better field goal percentage is more important. Uh, I think it's pretty pretty close here. Well, and you got to figure Drummond's going to out assist Gobert, and he's going to get more yeah, points. So like probably you just start- by a little. You start adding it up, right? Like Gobert is going to be better in two categories. Drummond's going to be better in one, two, three, four. And so to me, like, I mean, four, four beats two, especially when you consider like the difference between the steals and the blocks is about the same. Now, obviously, the free, the field goal percentage is harder to quantify because Gobert does shoot a better percentage, but also on less attempts. So you got to look at it that way too, right? That like it's less impactful of a 60% or 62% because it's only on like eight, eight and a half attempts. Whereas Drummond's going to shoot you 53, but like on 11 and a half attempts. I think, I mean, that's a fair point. I think this is, these guys are both really, really close together, but I, I will kind of point out that those four categories, plus Drummond, Drummond is better in is um, are categories you can make up later while blocks are very, very hard to come by after Rudy Gobert. An elite block guy is very, very hard to come by. So I, I don't think, I think we're just picking hairs at this point. I think we can go either way. I'm going to, we're going to go with Drummond, but uh, you know, consider Rudy Gobert. Well, and I'll say this too. I think that the build we're using is going to, I won't say force us into picking some big men, but it's going to push us into picking some big men that sure. are going to block more shots. And so I think in this particular build where we're already punting free throws, I think that um, we're going to find blocks. And so I'm not super worried about getting that, you know, maybe potentially as high as like 
0.7 or 0.8 more blocks from Gobert at this point. All right. I think that's fair. Um, let's move on to round three. Pick 31. We already got uh, LeBron and Drummond on here going with a hard free throw punting strategy um, on the board at 31. I'm going to say – I'm going to make it a little interesting. I'm going to say Draymond Green is on the board. CJ McCollum is on the board. Kevin Love is on the board as well. DeMar DeRozan to get those points back up. Marcus Aldridge, Clint Capella, Tobias Harris, Eric Bledsoe, Jamal Murray. A lot of good uh, players here, but this this patch of players seems to be very center and forward heavy. We already got a, a really sar- solid center. <laughs> Obviously, we have LeBron at our forward spot. And uh, we probably at some point should start looking towards the guards, but uh, that could potentially wait as we know from doing this segment. There are a lot of good guards later in the draft. So Tyler, um, in our punt free throw strategy here with LeBron James and Andre Drummond, uh, what, what direction should we be going here? I feel like threes are, are in pretty desperate need, but our assists are still really good. Our rebounds are elite. And our blocks and steals are actually pretty fine. So you've got a decision here. Um, like always, I think you could maybe move into a punt threes build. And I mean, so if you look at just punting field goal or yeah, field goal. Yeah, no, no. Free throw percentage, the highest rated player on our draft sheet would be Clint Capella, number 15. Obviously, if you make that pick, you are way behind in three-pointers but then maybe you could move to punting that category because you if you make that pick you are literally probably the absolute best team in blocks you got two pretty elite guys right you are absolute best team in rebounds and you are probably the absolute best team in field goal percentage at the moment at least yeah that's that's three categories you're going to be elite at but i would say going with another guy who's a low scorer you are definitely behind in points. And at this point you are behind in steals just because of the incredibly low or um, steal. No, sorry. Assists. You're, you're going to be definitely low in assists and your steals aren't that great either. Plus the big hole in three pointers. And I feel like that's, that is too hard of a punt for my taste, Tyler, but I, I don't know about you. So I think this is where people mess it up. And I think this is worth saying is, so Capella is the highest guy on our board, and so you could pick Capella, and you could make up enough categories later. Maybe if you are really good at this, you could maybe make up some of those categories later and get this team competitive. I mentioned on purpose that we were super elite in three categories. Yeah. Well, you can win three categories every week. You still lose your matchup every week. So I am not going to champion for this hard, hard month build. Because I think that's the easiest way. Like, if we just keep picking all these guys, right, maybe the next pick we pick Dwight Howard because he's the highest guy on our board. And, like, we end up with nine big men and we win three categories every week, but then we lose everything else. That's not the way to win for me. Yeah, Um, you are 100% right. A lot of people seem – I look out there and and they sort their rankings by punt free throw. And then they end up getting Drummond 
and they get uh, Andre, uh, DeAndre Jordan. And it's the fourth round, and their team is a bunch of centers and forwards. And there's some other guy out there who's t- picking up all the other punt free throw guys. Well, and, and they're, it's worth, and, they're and they're just they're not good. They're just not a good fantasy team. It's worth saying this too, right? Like, as a group, the power forwards and centers steal the ball less. They score less. They shoot less three pointers. You know what I mean? Like they they assist the ball less. Like there's half the categories. Yeah. So you know what I mean? Like that's not the way to win. Um, so obviously you mentioned Draymond Green. He's the guy you probably want here if he's available. Um, he boosts those assists back up. Sure, we'd be very low in points at that point, but I think you can get away with a, a two or three category punt, and maybe points is is something we look at punting. Um, he's just so good in rebounds, assists, steals, blocks. I mean, he kind of solidifies all those categories for us. I mean, I feel um, just like that that puts you very, very far behind in points. And uh, there's only a handful of guys that can make that up later in the draft. Um, well, I, like, I like looking at someone who, if, if you're going to go big, um, Kevin Love. And if you – Now, see, doesn't Kevin Love push you into kind of a punt – a kind of a, a different direction, right? Okay, yeah. he makes up the points, but he gives you no steals and no blocks. That's true. So you're now behind in those categories. There's no perfect player to pick here. No, I'll say not that at all. Right you're off the making bat. Your, you are making your decision at this point on what direction you actually want to go in. Um, and then here's kind of a third option that we don't talk about a lot, but maybe this is the way – you want to go with it, right? So we talk about Eric Bledsoe a ton. And you could reach down and grab Eric Bledsoe, and, I mean, he would be the 29th-ranked player if you were punting free throws. She's still pretty darn high, especially for a guard. Um, you could, and, and this is maybe a little bit dangerous, you could go for somebody like DeMar DeRozan, right? He's probably going to score a butt-ton in San Antonio. Yep. I don't know. I mean, like, he's one of the best free throw guys out there, though. So you're, like, taking that category away. You really don't. You really don't need him. Right? Um, so the guy, to me, it becomes down between Draymond Green and Eric Bledsoe. I, I don't want Kevin Love in this particular build. I just don't think Kevin Love helps you that much, um, especially because Kevin Love is a pretty bad field goal shooter. Um. Yeah, so, I mean, it's between those two guys for me, and I, I probably end up going Draymond. Just I feel like he's helping me in a ton of those categories, and I can make up for some – I mean, I can get more assists when I need them. Obviously, I'm way behind in points, so I've got to maybe try to remedy that a little bit. But I, cause I don't want to be absolute dead last in that category if I'm absolute dead last in free throws. Yeah, you're, you are pretty low in points at this point going with Draymond – uh, your rebounds are fantastic, obviously. Your assists are very good. Your steals are super solid. Uh, this could be a you know a zig instead of zag situation where in the second round, instead of going drum and go bear, maybe you do go Kyrie. Maybe maybe you do look at someone who is uh, kind of hanging around uh, if they fall down uh, your Kimba Walkers your uh, Chris Paul's even, or even your John Walls. And then here in the third round, you go Clint Capella 
if he's going to be available. I mean, you got to get lucky if he's going to be available. So, you know, that's kind of why you want to move in the second round to ensure that you're getting your punt free throw guy. But uh, if you do think Clint Capella is going to be hanging around here at uh, pick 31, might be that might be worth uh, considering, considering we're, uh, since we're kind of struggling to find ourselves a good guard here in the third round. But we're going to go with Draymond Green, who's ranked 17th overall in Mark's rankings when you get rid of free throw. Um, incredible assist numbers, steals and blocks. So we're all we're, we're really nice in the, in those categories. So we do have about four categories that we're really great in. And I'd say uh, field goal, we're still very good in it as well. So in round four, pick 42, we're going to be looking at a bunch of players here. Um, Jamal Murray, Blake Griffin, Miles Turner, Jason Tatum is still available. John Collins, Mike Conley, Gordon Haywards, a, a, a guy that we do like to get some of our points back, usually in our builds. Um, yeah, Gary. Do I say Gary Harris, Al Horford? I, I'm going to say Eric Bledsoe's off the board. Your favorite, your favorite player, Eric Bledsoe. He is off the board, Tyler. So, um, but I will give you Jamal Murray. So it, it, I, I'm figuring we got to go guard here. Um, our assists are actually good. So we could end up going with a Jamal Murray, Gary Harris type in order to get some of our three pointers back. What are you What are you looking at here? Yeah, so um, the draft gets interesting at this point a little bit. Um, so crazily enough, um, if we're going back to our board, the highest player available would be DeAndre Jordan. I just like to tell people that because I, I think you can get ahead of yourself and just by going the best player on your board, right? You're going to get another one of those huge rebound guys. I don't think we need that because I think we have plenty of rebounds at this point. Um, so that's, that's not the way for me, but that's the highest player on our board. Um, so guys we're looking at here. And so – Miles Turner becomes a little more enticing here, but we don't really need what he's going to give us. Nope. Um, so obviously if we pivot there and we look at these wing types, right? Do we want a Jamal Murray? Do we want a Gary Harris? Do we maybe want a Jason Tatum, right? We haven't talked a ton about Tatum. Um, I think that's because we don't really know what we're going to get from Jason Tatum, right? Does he take the quantum leap and, and bounce way up there? Or, you know, is he – a little bit less lesser rolled guy in this offense with Kyrie Irving healthy and Gordon Hayward healthy. Um, obviously, we're we're not uh, super in the know on that. Uh, for me, it's probably Gary Harris. It might be Al Horford, right? Al Horford will, will boost our assists, but he's another guy not going to score a ton. Um, I think we got to get the points up a little bit. If yeah, you we told me get our points back at this point, I feel like Gary Harris is. Uh, going to score a lot. He's going to hit some threes. He's going to be a very efficient scorer, and uh, he's an elite steals guy. So you know that's a, that's a good combo to have. You told me that one of these two Celtics guys nabbed twenty points a game, and I knew which one it was. Would you be more interested in them? Yes. I mean, like I think that's really what we 
what we need. Um, obviously, if one of them is going to score 20 points a game, I think it's Gordon Hayward, just because we saw Jason Tatum score, what, like 14 last year, and now we're going to add in Gordon Hayward. So, obviously, from 14 to 20 is a quantum leap. And that's a, just a huge leap for a player. Uh, Tatum's young. He's He looks really good. Um, yeah, that, that would make Gordon Hayward a lot more interesting if, if we knew he was going to get 20 points, but I think Gary Harris is the pick here. I'm with you. I just like Gary Harris's steals, and I feel like there's a there's a chance that Gordon Hayward scores 20 points. There's also a chance that Gary Harris uh, scores like 18, 19 points. So you know, a couple points difference. I feel like they're all in the same range. We're not sure. Um, this, that Celtics team is going to be good. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't know. I'm going to stay away from all of them. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, there's there going to be a lot of really good players on that team playing very well in a very good system. So uh, I, I would not stay away from that at all so we're gonna go with gary harris boosting up our steals and getting our three pointers back to a a fighting percentage while our field goal percentage still elite our rebounds still elite our blocks still elite our steals elite as well so that's four really really good categories why we're still uh could make some noise in three pointers and i'd like to say if we had that direction real quick about that boston thing so people like to say, oh, well, they're going to sit fourth quarters because they're blowing out some team. If you're blowing somebody out at the end of the third quarter, how many points do you already have? Probably like 90. Pretty close, right? Yeah, you're probably doing all right. So pretty sure all those guys are going to get their stats if they already have 90 points in the fourth quarter because they were going to sit some of that fourth quarter anyways. The average team score is what, like 106, 108? Like – Okay, yeah, like they're gonna blow teams out, or they're gonna be playing competitive basketball and play more. Either way, you're gonna get your stats. I'd much rather have that than the teams that are gonna get blown the hell out, who are gonna be sitting in the third quarter because they're so bad, and they end up getting eleven points. Yeah, so four um, rebounds. That's a uh, that's one of those fantasy myths, if you ask me. Right, it doesn't hurt any of these Warriors guys. That they're killing everybody. So why would it yeah. hurt these Celtics guys? Like, doesn't make any sense to me. But maybe I'm just a different cat. They seem to be doing just fine. Uh, next up, round five, pick fifty-five. Long wait to that pick. Well, I guess not too long, but long enough where a lot of guys are gone, and we're looking at our old pals, Lou Williams, Will Barton, uh, Nikola Vujovic, and we still we could easily reach down in here. To Ricky Rubio, Jeff or Jeff Teagues, uh, Zach Levine is out there. Nico Miritich, Jonas Valanciunas, Harry B, old Harry Barnes, he's down there. Um, man, there's I, I think there's some pretty decent players down here. Chris Dunn is really good in our build, um, so I, I would really want to get Chris Dunn on this team, either in this pick or the next pick. All right, Just, so. To make uh, sure I, I, I snag him, but we're, we're still looking for points. Jabari Parker's probably out there. Yeah, I think we need someone who's going to score, um, and, and we need someone who's going to assist in, in the next two picks, right? We, we want to keep those assist numbers up because we're real, real good in that category, but we also have a couple big men that aren't going to give us a lot, right? Or actually, I mean, Gary Harris really isn't even a big man, but he's really not going to give us a lot. So, um, I want to keep that number up. We got two guys pretty good. So I'm with you. Dunn is the 44th ranked player in our build ahead of guys like Donovan Mitchell, 
ahead of even Gary Harris. So I think that's somebody we want. Um, now he's going to shoot a bad field goal percentage. But I'll say this. I say this a lot, right? Banking on winning field goal percentage every week is a bit of a gamble because even the guys who shoot the best percentages don't shoot the best percentages every single week, right? There's a week where DeAndre Jordan, you know, he misses five dunk attempts. Well, then his 60 or 65% went down to 45 or 50% because he missed too many damn dunks. So Banco winning that every week is not something I love to do. I'd rather get some counting stats and win those. Um, so we're looking at scores in here. Yeah, I'd say your big your big scores here would be um, Zach Levine is probably the highest score that I'm looking at here, followed by potentially Lou Williams if you still believe in him, which I don't. Uh, Will Barton would be in my mix of of really good scores on this list. Jabari Parker. Ooh, I'll uh, put a battle on you on with you right right here right now today i'll even give you two guys and i'll let you pick one wow all right let me hear okay. either of these two players and you can even say both if you want either of these two players available in this range scores more points per game than willie barton at the end of the season i'll take nikola vucevic and i'll take jeff teague scoring more points per game this season than well, that that is. I'm gonna just have to say, uh, Vujovic is the only one I'm a little concerned about with that, because uh, I do like Vujovic. I think a lot of people are already out on him for some reason. They think Mobama is gonna play. Vujovic is gonna get good minutes. He's gonna play. He's gonna he's gonna score. Like he's just so, he's just great. Like he's great all around. He hits threes. Uh, Barton, Stephen Willie Barton, scoring out of his mind. You're gonna say Jeff Teague is gonna score more than him. Uh, I don't know. I don't. Uh, I don't think so. I would. I wouldn't take that. So I'll, you know, I'll take that bet with with Jeff Teague. All right, fair. Uh, I, I think, think v- Willie Barton's gonna score more. I think Vucevic is probably maybe the guy we won here. We don't super need his rebounds, and he does shoot a good free throw percentage, which you think would hurt him a lot, but. In this build, he still is a 39th ranked player. I think of all these guys, like if I'm banking on somebody scoring 15 to 16, 17, 18 points, like Vucevic is the guy. You could maybe take the upside shot on DeAndre Ayton. But like looking at these guys in this range, man, like I don't see anybody I think is going to score more than Vucevic, save for Zach Levine. But Levine really isn't giving you anything else. Vucevic at least going to give you a block and a steal a game. He's going to give you like, Two and a half, three rebound or three assists. He's gonna give you like nine rebounds. It'll let us look for some other guys, maybe a little bit later. Um, you mentioned we're probably gonna snag dumb with our next pick. After that, we, we maybe necessarily don't need anyone who's gonna rebound the ball a ton. I'll also say this too: Vucevic for a big guy gets you one three pointer, which we don't want to fall super down in that category. So that's true. He, he does help you all around. If you don't want to go guard here, if you do want to take one of the better players available, uh, I think Vujovic is at the top of this tier anyway. So um, he's he's just very, very good fantasy player. Uh, if you really don't want to just 
triple up on your bigs at this point, you could end up going with done a little bit early, which I think is perfectly fine. And then in this pick, go with your Zach, uh, uh, with your 66 pick in the sixth round, go Zach Levine, go Harry, Harry Barnes, uh, go with someone who's going to score. Maybe even go D'Angelo Russell. I think that might be a little, little early for D'Angelo Russell. Uh, yeah. See but- for me, like, I mean, we've talked about this a lot. I think Jabari Parker is going to score more than Zach Levine. Like, and I think Jabari Parker is actually a better fit for this bill because Jabari Parker is going to do it on better field goal percentage. So to me, like I, Zach Levine, I mean, sure, I, like he might score 18, 19, 20 points a game. But if I'm going to reach down there and grab somebody, give me someone like Miritich who's going to like get me 15 or 16. And then I can grab Parker later who's going to get 20. Like, or I mean, I, I can reach down and grab Dunn and then grab Miritich. You know what I mean? Like, Obviously, I think Dunn is a really good fit for this build, so I'm not gonna like say no to him. But I, I'm not. I'm not gonna say yes to Zach Levine. Zach Levine hater Tyler Watts. You can find him at Tyler well, P Watts. Here, Feel free to tweet all you hater uh, you people out there who do, does not like Tyler hating on Zach Levine, who is going to be the Bulls' leading scorer. Here, okay, so like you can say, okay, what's he gonna do? Twenty a game? Is that, is that your thing? He's gonna get twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. He's going to get 20. 20. What percentage is he going to shoot? A terrible percentage. Okay, so that's going to hurt you. Okay. Where else is he really going to help you? Like, he gets you four rebounds and, like, three assists. Like, that's not great. He gets you one steal, which is the same Vucevic is going to give you. He gives you no blocks. Zero. You know what I mean? So he's he's an okay rebounder for if you want to consider him a point guard. Like, he's, he's okay. He's fine. He's a bad assist guy if you're going to consider him a point guard if you're going to consider him a shooting guard i guess he's and eh, he's so so right like he's not good he's not even really up there he's got three like that's not horrible but it's not good he's bad at blocks he's bad at field goal percentage like he's basically giving you points and threes like give me Miritich for points and threes over zach levine especially when i can get somebody later like jabari parker um well, and here's like just boiling it down, right? We're looking at Mark's rankings on the punt free throw. Levine is 92nd. Um, guys available that are ahead of him, there is a ton. Jeff Teague is 86. D'Angelo Russell 84. Uh, Kyle Anderson 81. You know, eh. I mean, I could keep reading names, but like there's a million if, dudes who are available. If, if we need, if we need points, um, and that's exactly where you want to go, and you definitely want to boost your threes. I think he's worth looking at, but I, I, I don't think – I think you're making a lot of other good points about the fact that the rest of the stuff that he does isn't very well, good. And, and here's the he thing, too. Field goal are bad. So, like, let's go with Vujovic. I think that's perfectly fine. And, and Miritich is, like, 57th, right? So and, – and Chris Dunn is way up there, and, and yeah, Dorian yeah. Parker is 53rd. So, like, I, I just don't see picking him, and, and that's nothing against him, right? Like, none no, of this no. is not personal or anything. Like, I'm not, I'm not mad at the guy. I'm just saying, like – if he gave me something else, I'd be a little more intrigued, but I mean, I don't really see him taking a step forward in any of those categories, I guess is my point. That is fair. Um, so let you, do you want to stick with Vujovic? Do you want to go Jabari Parker or are you well, I mean, stick with Vooch? I think we gonna... can just grab Jabari Parker later. Like I don't I think see you're right. anybody I think... jumping on Jabari Parker, especially considering, right? Like he's got an ADP past 100 still. Oh Yeah. And That's we are at, 100% true. at we are at pick what like somewhere in the fifties. So. We're fifty five at this point. So I th- I think I'm one hundred percent with well, you. But I, I mean, I'm, I'm, want to pick someone who still has good value, who's still in one of those 
higher tiers that aren't following into that 80, 90, 100 range. And I'm saying this too, like I do, you, you mentioned you do want Chris Dunn on this team. Me too. I also want Jabari Parker on this team because I think Jabari Parker is real good for this build. So I am very interested in picking Jabari Parker with the pick after Chris Dunn. So at 66, let's just go Chris Dunn. And then with 79, let's go Jabari Parker. Right. And I, I just feel like that gives you, so I'll read the numbers of the players we have as you say them out when you read the list back. If we look at our just, we're just punting free throws. Here's the number of players we have. So yeah, we um, got in, in Mark's rankings. Based on Mark's rankings, we want LeBron at number seven. Where was he ranked? He is ranked number two. That's not bad. That's pretty good. That's a good deal. And I think that's what you got to do when you're picking later in that first round. You're not getting the number one, number two guys uh, in a, in nine cat across the board. But what you can do is end up getting someone like LeBron James, um, someone even like Russell uh, Westbrook, who if you adjust your punt accordingly, um, even Ben Simmons out there, uh, if you just adjust your punt strategy accordingly, you are actually getting one of the top guys as long as you are avoiding some of these other stats. Ignoring. We don't like to, we don't like to hard punt here. We like to ignore the, free, uh, the, the stats. And right now we're ignoring free throw with number – the 18th pick, second round, we went with Andre Drummond. Where's he ranked? He is number 10. All right, two top 10 guys, including the second-ranked guy. Pretty good. At pick 31, we got Draymond kind of dropping our points quite a bit, even though LeBron is one of the most elite scorers in the league. So, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world, but uh, solidifying two guys who get rebounds and assists steals blocks all over the place uh, really really good in those counting stats at this point and he is number 17 so we have two or three top 20 players so far three top 20 players out of your first three picks you're pretty set up at that point uh, like i said you're you're elite in a lot of stuff at that point number 42 with that pick we decided to we're going to need a guard at some point and uh, gary harris decent scorer uh, good threes, good steals, uh, good percentage for a field goal to boost that back up. Where is he at? Now, see, this was the one time we went below, right? He's 48th, according to this build. Oh, not far off, though. But here's the reality, too. Like, you mentioned it, right? We wanted to get the threes back up. We wanted his steals. We wanted his points. Like, don't I mean, don't just because he wasn't the best player in the build doesn't mean he didn't help us. And... It'll even itself out here in a minute. If you if you keep letting me read it, you'll, you'll understand why I think it really evens itself out. So, Oh, yeah. Um, you, you're going to still have to play within the rules of a normal snake draft, even if you're punting, and even if you've changed your rankings all around. I mean, Hassan Whiteside is number 30. You could probably get him in the eighth round. Dwight Howard's up there in, the, in that top 30, 40 uh, rankings, you could probably get him later in the draft. You might as well go for him if you're punting free throws this hard. You might as well pick one of those guys if they're still around, if they're still available in those later rounds. So that would completely make up for uh, missing out. But like Gary Harris, is ranked 48, you got him at 42, good deal. With our 55th pick, we went with uh, Vujovic, uh, another center, but a guy who was going to score, get some threes, kind of across the board type of center which is uh, helps us out more than double or triple downing on our rebound block punt free throw guys where's he yeah. at so he is 39th so if you just ah. flip if you just flip those two picks 
right? And you say, oh, well, you picked this guy first and that guy second. We got value on both those picks then. Absolutely. Uh, with our 66 pick, we got Chris Dunn. Where's he ranked? He is 44th. Oh, another top 50 guy, huh? All right, great. And with 79, we went Jabari Parker. Is he is he a top 50 guy or is he just right outside? Just the outside top the top 50 at number Ooh. 53. Right outside the top 50. So we got three top 20 guys, two top 10 guys, six top 50 guys. Right, and here's the other reality too. You know, you you maybe even can wait another round on Jabari Parker. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, you can look at some of those other names in that. Maybe somebody, range. maybe somebody fell. Right, and, and so, and you can also just kind of pick somebody out of your build, right? Maybe you want another guy who's going to get you some some pretty good assists. Maybe you, you know, you go in a lot of different directions there, but yeah, maybe you want to double down on that. Maybe uh, Whiteside is available here. Pick him up, get Jabari Parker in the next round. Yeah, right. Or maybe, you know, you go for somebody. I mean, Whiteside, if we're just looking here, was was ranked very high, I think, too. Uh, Whiteside was ranked 30th. Um, another guy available, Miritich, was ranked right there at 57. Oh, Dwight Howard's even ranked, tw- is ranked 22nd. Right. So, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of those guys in there. And grabbing a second one of those, you know, kind of big punt. Free throw guys is is not a bad strategy. Yeah, and this um, is why people do like to punt free throws or uh, not worry about their percentages or not worry about turnovers is because it does drastically change their rankings. And uh, punting free throws is a very typical one. It does fit with a couple of the guys who are in that first round who you can build around, um, especially as you get uh, near the turn. I think a lot of people who play on the turn, you got to get some you got to reverse your fortunes somehow. So you got to go for those big hitters, like if Kawhi is still available, those riskier players like Embiid, or you got to go kind of a, a harder punt strategy where you can get you know two or three top 20 guys with your first picks. Yeah, or you just you got to really nail some. I mean, you can win any league with any player in the first round if you nail a lot of those big breakout guys, right? Like if you had Donovan Mitchell as your last pick – last year that gave you a crud ton of value right and so if you're nailing all those picks but what is the chance you're going to nail all those picks well if you're nailing all those picks your league's probably not that competitive so get in a better league yeah how about that so and and so that's why you're right right in a competitive league you're totally spot on now someone will push back and say oh I won my league last year and I had this player and this player and they didn't do you know that well well, then your league probably wasn't that tough, man, because you probably, you know, I mean, you probably nailed all the breakout guys. You probably picked up Donovan Mitchell off the waiver wire in the second week, third week, because no one was paying attention. Um, so so maybe it's just not the best league in the world if, if you did that. Yeah, and you you got to pay attention here. Um, obviously, there is um, a lot of different putt strategies you can go with, but one thing we do continue to recommend is just don't, don't go into – your draft with a punt strategy, build that punt strategy. If you're going to take anything away from this, build that for your first two uh, um, players, at least after your first player, because you just don't know who's going to fall to you. And well, maybe someone and- doesn't fall to you. And, and on the turns, you can build out of that any direction you really want to. And then also stay, stay, I guess, malleable at that point, because even if you do go Westbrook, Ben Simmons, there's still opportunities for you 
to go out and get blocks, even if you're not strong in blocks. Like there's still opportunities for you to to zig when people are zagging. We try not to build super hard punt category uh, builds unless we have to, because you, you really do want to compete in in at least set. I think seven categories. Maybe you should be competing in and be an elite in at least four. Yeah. So, and here's the other thing too. Maybe you got the fifth pick and you're going in saying, okay, I'm going to punt free throws and I'm definitely getting LeBron. Well, what if someone picks LeBron fourth? What if the four guys who go are Davis, LeBron, Harden, and I don't know, Giannis, Carl Anthony Towns. Whoops. Uh Oh, now you're screwed. Right. And so you can go in with a, a couple of different strategies, right? Like there's sometimes maybe I'll go into a draft. Like if I'm picking fourth or fifth and I'll have, basically a strategy for each of the top five guys. If I'm picking fifth, I'll pick the guys, five guys I think I want, and I'll maybe have a strategy built a little bit around each one. Guys, I'm kind of looking to target, whatever. But that gets super hard if you're picking 12th in a 12-team league because, like, well, you have some idea of who's going to be available, but I don't know that I want to make 12 cheat sheets, and I don't know – who I, I think you're. Get? I think it's pretty safe to say that some of the top guys aren't going to fall to you at that point, and uh, don't bother. And if yeah, they right? do, if they do, great. You just just wing it at that point. You already won. Yeah, right. And uh, like, so you probably don't have to make it for Davis and Harden. But I mean, what if the Warriors' hate gets big and you get Curry or Durant? Like, it, it's possible. It's probably not super likely, but it's possible. Um. So, yeah, I guess my point is don't go in there set in stone that you're going to pick this player because if unless you're the first pick, what if someone picks that player before you? Well, yeah. crap, right? Like Then you have no strategy. Right? You're just going to wing it the whole time? Like That's probably not the best idea in your draft. It's just to wing it the whole time. you got, you got to stay uh, malleable, dynamic, however you want to say it. you got to stay uh, – got to keep the ability to pivot at any time during the draft because you're just not, you're not going to know what's going to happen. I really hope uh, these Who Do I Draft segments did prepare you for your drafts this weekend with the season coming up only a week away at this point. Oh, so, so, so lost out yeah. on the boat. I do want to get one Russell Westbrook question in there. All right, yeah. This is for all you Westbrook cats out there. So anyone who picked, anyone who voted for Westbrook. Um, we can, Sorry about you. You know, Westbrook, very dynamic uh, type player. So let's assume that the injury is scaring off everybody. And in the 12 team league, he is available on the turn. Okay. So you can have him 12, 13. Are you picking Westbrook? And with what percent certainty are you picking Westbrook? Cause there's no guarantee that he's going to be healthy, right? He's probably going to miss at least the first week at this point. And I don't think there's any guarantee that he even plays in week two or week three. No, there is no, there's just no guarantee at all. And, um, and, and uh, a lot of people does will, worry me. A lot of people will point to this story, right? And I think the Kawhi Leonard thing has got people, it's got it on people's brains a little bit more because we just saw one of these type of players, like it happened last year with Kawhi. Um, and Kawhi didn't really even have a surgery, so to speak, as he, he just kind of was not playing and not playing. But anyways, different story. Um, so Westbrook, the last time this happened and he had a knee surgery, right? He had another one and missed like a lot of that season. And so I think people are, are scared off by that a little bit. Um, so I'll, I'll throw the question to you because I've been getting the question, right? If he's available at the turn, do I, do I have to pick Westbrook? 
Well, the answer to me is always no. I mean, no one ever has to pick anyone. You can pick anyone you want at any time. Like, there's no there's no rules. There's no guy holding a gun to your head saying you got to pick this player. Like, if you really don't want Westbrook, you don't have to have him. But I'm asking your your expert opinion on would My you take expert Westbrook? opinion? Uh, my expert opinion is yes, yes, I would. I would, I would take, I would take Russ. Um, if he is, if Dame is gone, so here's some caveats: Kawhi's gone, and Dame is gone, and even Paul George is gone. Well, but you, I mean, you're picking on the turn, right? It's twelve and thirteen. So, what are the chances that I mean, like one of those players probably is still available for you to pick with Westbrook? Hold on, let me do the math. Da, 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 da. Yeah, your uh, Dame could go ten, and then one of those guys has to go eleven. So, I guess you are correct. One of those guys has to be available. Um, right. But then you got, you know, the, those are probably the two highest guys on your board, I'm, I'm guessing, is mm. whoever and Russell Westbrook, right? Because we we're saying Westbrook's a given that he's available basically in the second round, right? Because it doesn't really matter which guy you say is your first round pick and which guy you say is your second round pick. Like, I think this is, this is what I would do. If I'm at 12 and 13, I would take um, Embiid – and Paul George or Dame, whoever's available. If I'm at like pick 11 or 10, I would probably, if I'm at pick 11, I would go in bead and hope Westbrook comes back around to me. And I think that that would be fine. But if you want to take Westbrook on that 12, 13 turn and build the team around him, go right ahead. And here's the thing I'll say about it, right? There's no guarantees. There's no guarantees that he plays. It's it's risky. But you mentioned it about, I don't know, how many minutes ago was it? A few. You got to kind of take a shot on those turns. And Westbrook's giving you four absolutely elite categories. Say what you want about Russell Westbrook, right? He's not a good three-point shooter. He can't shoot from the field. He's... Pounds the ball too much, whatever, whatever, whatever. He gives you four absolutely elite categories. Yeah, or you could, if you're picking eleven, go with um, go with Paul George or Dame. Who cares? One of the two, and then hope Westbrook gets back around to you. Maybe right, and, and that kind of, you know, no, that would help. You could do that. That's perfectly fine. Well, and I'll say this too. Those right, are, those are good pairings as well. I talk about this a lot, right? It's a risk tolerance thing. Like if you don't have a lot of tolerance for risk, you're probably not picking Westbrook because he's hurt right now, right? Some of these other guys might get hurt, but Westbrook's hurt right now. And there's no, it's not like he's practicing and they're like, oh, he's definitely going to be ready in a week or two, right? Like we don't really know. Um, no, I have no idea. So there's, there's some risk there. Um, so you got to have some risk tolerance, but I just think Westbrook's so, so good and so elite at those four categories that it's very, very hard for me not to pick him um, as a second round pick. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't let him slip too far in the second round either. I think you're right. Uh, I hope, like I said, I hope this really did prepare everybody for those drafts. I know Westbrook didn't win. So, uh, you know, if you do have any Westbrook questions that you'd like to get at us, feel free to tweet at uh, me. I'm at watch the boxes. Tyler is at Tyler P Watts, W A T T S. We do have probably one more entry into the Listener League, maybe two. So if you really want to get in the Listener League, 
check out patreon.com slash watching the boxes. If a bunch of people show up for the listener league, hell we'll, we'll start another one. Why, why the hell not? Uh, but we appreciate, appreciate all you guys listening out there. We're going to have exclusive content on that Patreon all season long. So go check out patreon.com slash watching the boxes. And if you still, right, like maybe the lesser leagues thing doesn't work out at the beginning of the season. Um, we, we might do a cool league that, that Mark Roberts turned me on to. Oh, um, secret league. Um, at some point. Um, so, so stay tuned for that. Don't leave the people hanging, you know. Um, so, so Mark Roberts, details? Mark Roberts, like turned me on to this a couple of years ago. You can literally on fan tracks do a draft like anytime you want. So, he like lets the first month of the season go by, right? So we see some of these guys like Donovan Mitchell breaking out, and you know whoever, 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 like this guy's playing a lot better. And wait, last year we saw Drummond making his free throws and. Then you draft again, like a month into the season, and you play the league out, and you just see which was what was real, what was fake, right? It, it brings that to life a little more because then maybe someone thinks, "Oh, Drummond's going to make his free throws, right? I'll pick him at ten and not punt free throws because I don't have to because Drummond's making his free throws." And then that strategy blows up in your face because Drummond starts missing his free throws, or you know, you pick. I don't know, name any player, right? It's not a good example of Donovan Mitchell, but like maybe somebody has a really hot start and you pick him at 25 because he was a top 75 player, but he's playing awesome. Well, then maybe he turns back into that top 75 player and that tanks your strategy. So um, it's just kind of a cool league because we get some data and then we get the pick again. But yeah, I, mean, like I think why, it's really like, fun. Why stop there? You know, the, the second half is always way different than the first half. The post-All-Star break is always different than before that. So we might be throwing some of these uh, listener, these weird listener leagues out there uh, for all you hardcore fans. But you got to subscribe, patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Uh, we will be back soon with uh, more prep for your drafts this weekend. Until then, have a good one, everybody.